whilst the rest of the courtiers who had survived the first departure from the Elysee Bourbon disappeared one by one from Malmaison, and the saloons in which Queen Hortense formerly did the honors with so worthy a grace, and in which she received her stepfather with such respectful affection and touching tenderness were becoming more and more deserted. The great dignitaries of state, the marshals of the empire, disappeared. Louis XVIII was approaching, and their eyes were directed towards the quarter from whence, under a new master, they might receive the same honors which they feared they had already lost. Aides de camp and general officers covered with the dust of a skirmish, right from time to time, bringing news and coming to solicit orders, which they did not receive, for the emperor kept himself more and more apart, and only allowed the grand marshal and aides de camp on service to approach his person. The case was different with the population from that of the high dignitaries and marshals. They ran together from all sides to testify the despair at the emperor's abdication and to entreat him not to abandon the country to the guidance of traitors who were about to restore the crown to the king of the nobles, for thus they had usually styled Louis XVIII during the course of the day. A dispatch arrived for General Becker. It was at first supposed to relate to the emperor's departure, but it referred to a very different subject. And he was advancing, and fears were entertained for the emperor. The dispatch was as follows. Order the minister of war to General Becker. Paris, June 28th. General, you will take the command of a body of the guards at present at Ray, and proceed to burn and completely destroy the bridge of Chateau by means of the troops of the Corbevoir. I shall also cause the bridge of Besant to be destroyed and send one of my aides de camp to superintend operations. Tomorrow I shall send some troops to Saint Germain, but in the meantime, guard yourself against an attack by that road. The officer who is the bearer of this letter is commissioned to bring me back a report of the execution of the order. The Prince of Acumio. General Becker caused the order which he had received to be instantly executed at 8 o'clock in the evening. A second message was received from the Prince of Ekmuel, Davu, by which the general was ordered instantly to proceed to Paris on his arrival at the minister's hotel. General Becker passed a person who was just taking his departure from the prince to whom he paid no particular attention, having, however, joined the prince in the garden. The latter, without allowing him any time to give an account of the mission, which he had fulfilled during the day, asked him if he knew the person whom he had met in the vestibule. No, Monsieur, replied General Becker. Well, my dear general, said the minister, that is Monsieur de Vitrol, the agent of Louis the Eighteenth, who has come on the part of His Majesty, to submit to me certain propositions, which I think it would be for the interest of the country to accept. If mine are accepted, I shall tomorrow ascend the tribune to explain the nature of our situation and in order to show the necessity which I think exists for the adoption of projects which I deem useful to the national cause. 
mm, as may well be supposed. Such an extraordinary confidence made a lively impression upon General Becker. Marshall replied, he, I admit that I cannot conceal from you the astonishment which I feel at seeing you adopt a determination which is to decide the fate of the empire in favor of a second restoration. Beware of taking upon yourself such responsibility. There are, perhaps, still resources to repel the enemy and the chamber by its votes in favor of Napoleon II appears to me not to look with satisfaction on the return of the Bourbons. The minister war, perceiving that he had not gained the approbation of General Becker, broke up the conversation and entering his office placed in his hands a copy of the preceding document, the original of which had during the course of the day been sent to the minister marine to this copy was subjoined the original note from the Committee of Government written on a loose sheet and addressed to General Becker. To this written order, the minister added verbal instructions, urging extremely the departure of the emperor should he sojourn longer in the environs of the capital. It was said he could no longer be answered for at the break of day. General Becker sent out from Malmaison which he had left more sorrowful, more solitary, and desolate than ever for the preceding evening. Queen Hortense had taken leave of the emperor. On his return to Malmaison, General Becker gave the emperor an account of his conversation with the minister. It gave rise to a very melancholy reflection and was so much more astonishing as this same Marshal Davout had formerly sent Monsieur Fleury de Chabillon to the Isle of Alba in order to call the attention of the Emperor to the opportunity of his return. When he landed in France, Davout felt himself so deeply compromised that he asked for a refuge from Monsieur Pasquier, surgeon-in-chief at the hospital of the Invalide, whom he had formerly known in the army, and on whom he thought he could reckon. He was right. Monsieur Pasquier concealed him so well, both him and the Duke of Bissano, that the police, who had received information of the fact, searched every corner of the invalid to no purpose. During this time, a scene was passing which might have been followed by the most important consequences. On the morning of the 29th of June, we were wakened by the cries of Vive l'Empereur! Long live the Emperor! Abide the Bourbon! Down with the Bourbons! A the Tracha, down with the traitors. These cries were uttered by the division of General Breyer, who was returning from La Vendée, and had stopped before the entrance to the palace. The soldiers refused to proceed a step further, declared their earnest wish for the restoration of their emperor, and protested that they themselves would proceed to take him by force and place him at their head, unless their officers consented to be the interpreters of their wishes. General Bray yielded to the wish of his soldiers, ordered them to halt upon the road, and came to ask an audience of the Emperor. I was in attendance. I thought the Emperor was in bed and went to waken him when I found him sitting in his library, reading Montaigne. What is it? said he to me, turning round at the noise which I made in opening the door. Sire, replied I, it is Gen General Brie who is returning with his division from La Vendée. Well, what does he want with me? 
He craves permission to see your majesty in the name of his soldiers, who, on being made acquainted with your presence at Malmaison, eagerly and loudly demand that your majesty would consent to put yourself at their head. What does Marshal Becker think of this request? I do not think he's at Malmaison, but if he is here, he is asleep probably. Cause him to be sent for. If he be here, and let him come at Bray 